New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. Andrea Donsky is away today. When I was a kid, my parents would have an absolute cow if I ever wrote on myself or if my sister or brother, like, you know, just doodled on our arm. I have no idea why, but I just want to say that I have a book (laughs) that is going to change their mind. It is called My Naked Truth. It is by Adrian Finkel, and it is absolutely fabulous. Adrian, welcome to Naturally Savvy. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, you know, I have to say the first thing I thought about when I saw your book, I thought, oh, my gosh, these people have writing on them and it's so flipping cool. What was up with my parents? I mean, maybe like a child's doodle obviously doesn't compare, but it struck me right away with this book. You know, just looking at the cover itself. Right. Oh, go ahead. My parents were the same. I actually wasn't allowed to. um, Well, it was kind of frowned upon to write on myself. So I think that this was somewhat of a rebellious act on my end. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you know what? Well, you did a heck of a job. So why don't you tell us a little bit for people who haven't seen the book and then we're going to jump into it. And, and it was hard to pick some of my favorites to read, but I, I managed to pick some because they're all so fabulous. But tell us a little bit about the story behind this. Uh, sure. So so I this has been kind of an ongoing project that has now become a book. I started uh, this project in 2011, really out of um, a feeling of being lost and a sense of boredom and not really sure. Like I was really in a place where I wasn't, I was at a crossroads with what to do with my life. Um, I had moved out to LA to be an actress. I had gone to a cons- very serious conservatory for theater and um, just a job led me to Los Angeles where I thought, you know, one thing would snowball into the next and I'd be on TV in no time. And actually pretty quickly I was working and I was on television and I was still not very satisfied and not really sure uh, what else I wanted. I seemed to be unhappy and I really couldn't find an answer. And, um, when I was a kid, I used to collect quotes from poems and songs and I would write them all down and kind of save them as kind of like a little Bible, you know, where I would, I would look back and kind of give myself advice. And I have, I've collected so many quotes and sayings. And this was the first time in my life where I just felt like, well, this isn't even helpful. I'm really, really stuck in that. I don't even really know where to turn and I don't know much more about myself, but that I'm an actor. And it was kind of the the launch of me learning a lot more. Oh, that's so nice. And, and it's nice that you're able to have this passion that you have for words. I love like right at the beginning of the book and in the introduction, you, you write about that. And it's, it's so powerful uh, for as long as I can remember, I have had a magnificent crush on words and the way they can transform a person. And mm-hmm. in the book, you have people that have things written on their on their upper chest and the 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 focus on their face and the words on their chest and the expression is so beautiful. There's one stuff your eyes with wonder. And this woman just has this like openness about her face. And it's absolutely lovely. Yes, I, I really I mean, basically, the way everybody chose their words was really by bringing them to me and, and telling me. Um, what words kind of bring them peace or what words uh, lift them up or something that they try to remind themselves. And so I had never even heard stuff your eyes with wonder. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful yeah. saying. Um, and it was so great to be able to kind of capture that moment for her. And what's really special is that 
people's words and phrases that mean the most to them change constantly. And that's kind of just, I love that these photos are really a little, uh, you know, a moment to capture where people are at in their lives. Oh, yeah, me too, definitely. Another one I love is uh, this woman that says, I lost myself with you. And she writes, there was a time in my life when I was not representing my true authentic self. I would not have been able to write those words on my body. This picture symbolizes my growth. In relationships, sometimes you can lose pieces of yourself in another person. Through growth, I know now that it is so important to always remain true to who you are, no matter the pain or process. And it goes on a little bit more. And I think that's one of those so many of us can relate to that. And that's what's so nice about the book, too, is that... You, you can read these and say, oh, my gosh, I've been there. And then you can read somewhere you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I didn't even realize I was there until I saw that. And it's like, wow. It's like you got, you know, right. sort of it's opens a, your eyes to it. <laughs> it's amazing how we're all so connected. I think that's what I love about this book. Right. And really, I think it's a special time. And actually, like, I never I didn't know it would come out right this moment. But I think this is the moment where we, where we all have to remember we are all human beings. You know, we, we're all somehow at war with each other. But at the same time. I can relate to everything everybody says in that book. That doesn't mean I've had their experience, but I empathize with them. I've, I've had an, a similar experience. Um, and what is so great about the, these pictures is that right now, especially with social media, we look at pictures all the time of people and don't see what else is there. We're able to make quick judgments. And now with with my photos where you, you can't make a quick, quick judgment because there's a piece of actually very raw information attached to it, it makes you empathize mm-hmm. and care for the person more. Oh, I agree. Now, Adrian, there is a woman in the book that looks like you. Do you do you have one in the book? Because I think I yes, <laughs> not she really. Yes, I am learning to say no. Yeah. Is that that is you? Correct. That's actually not me. That's a girl named. Sarah. Oh, it's not. Oh, <laughs> we we look so similar. But yes, I actually, you really do. And then there was a girl oh. that came in four days later, a little girl, and she. Her, she chose the word no. She was about six. And I thought, oh, how I incredible. But, you know, and so I put those I put those photos right next to each other in the book just to kind of show yes. how different we are as we grow. Oh, yeah. Well, what um, did you I, say? I have to find um, it. Oh, so, uh, I oh, my mind says and it's funny because I was kind of struggling with social media at the time when we when we took these photos. And so right now I wouldn't say like, those are my words for this moment, but about a year ago, I was really struggling with identity and, and on social media. And, um, I kind of became obsessed with other people's photos and started to feel jealous in a way that I hadn't oh, I was yeah. also going through a little bit of a bump in my life. And right now I, I'm, I'm happy, but in moments where I, I feel sad or down or lost going to social media and seeing everybody's lives be perfect, really, really messed with me. And I felt like everybody was the happiest, the coolest um, through these pictures. And I thought, you know, I thought so- I felt sorry for myself. So I put my my quotes where my quote was, um, "You can't Photoshop personality." And the, so the <laughs> point with that was that you you don't really know who these people are based off of a photo. And I think that we all seem to kind of think that that it's okay to to sum up. A person from a photo and it's just absolutely not we have no idea what people are going through um and and even all the pictures i could post in the world won't show people how um you know dynamic that i am and how much depth that i have yeah that is so true that's the danger of social media i actually try to post goofy pictures of myself and and more self-deprecating or 
you know, people say, oh, nobody ever says what's really going on and everyone acts like their life's perfect. I'm like, hell no. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always telling you exactly. the, the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm trying more to kind of with, with every cute picture, you know, at least every few cute picture trying to share something more personal, just so, so it's amazing how many people just want to feel connected to others. And that's what I actually mm-hmm. love about social media. I, it's one of my favorite things to do is to be on social media. But at the same time, I think if we do that and we have followers, it's an important responsibility to also share some truth. Right, right. And I mean, there's some really intense stuff in the book, some really intense stories. There was one woman who talks about, oh, actually, I, I have it here. I'll read this. Uh, in 2015, I finally mustered up the courage to end all contact with my mentally and physically abusive father. I left him. Uh, now I would no longer keep in touch. I let him know, excuse me, I would no longer keep in touch with him unless he got professional help. And on her arm, it says, walking mm-hmm. away has nothing to do with weakness. I mean, honestly, it has to do with strength and self-preservation and self-love. And I, I, I love those powerful moments in the book. There's so many. Yes. And, and the funny thing is, is even though that might not, that story might not have happened to you or someone that you know, it's still relatable. I think we've all been in situations. Right especially as especially as women, um, where we feel kind of obligated to make someone happy that we're, we no longer feel like making happy or obligated to show up for somebody when we're just where they haven't done enough for us, um, but we still want to give so much. I mean, I, I admire that in myself, but I also feel like it is a weakness of mine is to, to constantly give, even though I may not get anything in return. Um, and so I think that that is just a, such a wonderful message for us all to know that, you know, it's okay to walk away. And, um, and it's interesting that her story can just kind of bring that out in all of us. And as a reminder. Oh, yeah. And then I love this one. This woman just has like this, she's beautiful. And she has this just like glow about her. And it says, I'm still on my family's phone plan, which is funny. But it's also obviously to me, well, to me, it's I shouldn't say obviously, but it says like, yikes, I'm, you know, because she looks young, but maybe old enough to have her own phone plan, she might be thinking. I don't know. <laughs> what did you take from that? Exactly. Um, she's, yeah, she's, <laughs> I know her well. She actually is about 32. She looks younger than oh she is. Oh, my gosh. She looks like um, she's 20. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, in, in L.A., you end up meeting a lot of young faces that are actually much older. Right. <laughs> That's kind of what we what we breed over here. Um, but, uh, yeah, she... I think that that's also super relatable because not a lot of people say that you think people have money. You think, you know, someone, even for her, she's, she's an actress. People follow her on social media. People think that, Oh, her life must be perfect. And, you know, she's still trying to pay her bills and she still has to get help from her family. And it's lucky enough that she, she can get help from her family, but she's trying to kind of, and she got to share that on social media. And I think that's, what's been really fun. And I, and next level to this, which is, not only am I sharing these photos, but everyone was so excited to share their own photo because social media gets so bogged down with these, you know, general photos of, of happy people or not even of, they're just, they just don't tell enough. And so everyone was so excited to post their photo um, to share a little deeper piece of themselves. Hmm. Well, I, I'm looking at yours. I love it. Uh, I love the way you have your hair sort of kind of twirling down your arm a little bit around your fingers. Uh, you can't Photoshop personality. I'm a competent, independent woman, and I feel I am wasting my days 
uh, checking to see what people are up to on Facebook and Instagram. Lately, I've been comparing myself to other women on these apps, which I had never done before. Now, let's talk about that. What What do you think drove you to that? I think it, to me, it seems like just a necessary part, not necessary evil. Of, well, yeah, um, <laughs> social media, if you're on it long yeah. enough, you start to do the compare. Yeah. And uh, you're a young, gorgeous woman. I mean, I think yeah. it's even harder if you're older, but we won't talk about me. No. <laughs> well, I think it, it's funny because it, you, I always talk to friends who are kind of dealing with something similar or dealing with, I would say, maybe we can call it jealousy in ways. Um, yeah. And the people who would tell me that, I'm like, you're so beautiful. You're so stunning. You have such a wonderful life and wonderful friends. Like, who cares about these women? And it's funny because I've always been that way. I've actually not really dealt with jealousy much. I've always been very like confident in my own life and, and not, I've and never been someone to compare myself to others. But last year I had quit a job of five years because I just felt really stuck. And at the same exact time I got this book deal. So I, wow. I was, what was so funny was the first time I started this book deal, I, this, this project, I was unemployed and very lost. And last year, strangely enough, I got this book offer to take new photos and here I was after five years of being so satisfied with where I was in my life and feeling so strong in my career, just sitting at home again. And it was the first time I was sitting at home in years. And, um, I didn't, wasn't able to attach myself to the great job that I had and, and use that to help my identity. Um, and so I felt really vulnerable at the time I was shooting these photos. And it's so funny because I don't feel that way now, but I was sitting on a couch and I think when we have I think boredom can can kill us, and I don't think we have oh, reason definitely. to torture ourselves. Um, so I was on social media more than I had. I was going through a breakup. I was looking at all the girls that, you know, he had dated, which I think is, like, so crazy. But I started to compare myself to all these people. Right. I don't even know them. Um, and it's so <laughs> embarrassing to even really tell you this, but that's really where it came from. I think what's so funny is women aren't looking at, like, men mostly on social media, they're really looking at other women um, and comparing themselves or just seeing what other women are up to, what other women are wearing, who they're dating. Um, and I think it's this this funny thing that it's really about women and other women. Um, and I'm someone who loves women and wants to lift every woman up and wants to, but totally. I didn't, that I was looking at. Um, so I think it was a, it was a, it was an embarrassing struggle. And so I figured, well, I, what a better place to share something that is an embarrassing struggle than, than this project. Oh, I agree. You know, now is such a tumultuous time. And uh, I, I think this one stood out to me so profoundly. I, I love this woman. Uh, silence won't help me now. And she her eyes are closed and her mouth is open as if she's yelling. I love it. And I have to read this because it's yes. just so great. You say, shut it. I'll speak loud. You say, take it. I'll rip it proud. Uh, proud. I don't regret it when my heart's all out. Silence won't help me now. You say fake. Oh, sorry. Of course, I my glasses, I could not find them, which is a problem. Okay. You say, fake it. I'll bring the truth. You say, close it. I'll open up to you. I've got nothing more to hold on to, but silence won't help me through. I mean, now more than ever with the Me Too movement, and there's so much going on and yeah. we need to use our voices. Or things aren't going to change. Exactly. But I don't want to get political because I don't want to offend anybody. But you know, I, I know. really, I really, uh, that you this know. book, yeah. this book kind of <laughs> really runs the gamut. I think everyone can relate to it, and right. even in politics, everyone needs to have a voice. And I think right now, sure. you know, conversations aren't happening because people aren't speaking up, and you know, a lot of white women aren't speaking up. Um, and I think that it's 
really, to me, the fact that she is a white woman and she's saying, speak your truth, stand your ground. Um, I am really excited um, that I get to share that in this book. And it can mean whatever to anybody and at whatever place they are in their lives, no matter what, I think all of us feel like we want to be heard, but no one's listening um, mm-hmm. in every sense of the word. So, and right. even, you know, at, at work and asking for, you know, raises and asking for things that we aren't used to asking for. And, and no matter what, getting different feedback than a man would get um, is something I've struggled with working in Hollywood. I just think, you know, it, just constantly telling everybody to speak louder, to not be afraid, even if even if you get backlash, like the point, the, the, the point is speaking and you're helping other women and other people while doing it. Um, so I really, really loved those words. And I think it's something we can all relate to in any, even if you're in a relationship and, and not speaking or not communicating, it can, it can really be harmful to a relationship or to a family relationship. Um, so it, all of these, these words and quotes, it's so funny, can really reach all different ends of the earth and, and what they're, what they're saying. You know, I wanted to ask just a technical question. Some people have it written across their chest and some people have it down their arm and then some of it on mm-hmm. their chest. Was that one? Here's a, a gentleman who has it on his hand. I love it. It's on his heart. I uh-huh. write to be heard. Uh, this woman has it on uh-huh. her uh, kind of back of her shoulder, upper back. Who's cho- was that your choice? Was that their choice? How did that come into play? Um, when, well, when I first did this project, um, we used to write it like wherever we felt like it hit us most. So someone, some people would write on their stomach and some people would write on their leg or some people would write on their heart. And then at the end of the day, a lot of people felt it just came, it was more forward and more meaningful if it was right on their chest where their heart was. So that's kind of where we always have a discussion before I'm about to write. Um, But I, he wanted to use his hand because he uses his hand for writing. Um, Some people, if it was a long thing, we try to get creative and figure out where to put it, which would be great. And what's so funny is, even though sometimes it was just for like actual, like, let's figure out where this can fit on your body. Um, it would turn out really special because we had to actually, you know, for purpose, you end up creating art because you're just not even thinking about how it has to be interesting. You're thinking about how it has to get done. And right. so some came out like that and some were like, no, I, this, I don't want my face in it or I want, you know, I want to show that I'm hiding in this and that. Um, so there were, there were a lot of conversations that went into where exactly we, we drew everything. And when did you first develop a love of photography? It was right around the time I had kind of struggled with not being an actor because I, I first of all, got a therapist and I went mm-hmm. to therapy um, as, a, as a suggestion to a friend. And now I, I'm obsessed with therapy and think everyone should go to therapy. But, she, you know, my first <laughs> yep. my first issue with her what, that I sat down with was I don't have hobbies. I don't. I don't have any other interests. I thought in college that like you can only have one major. You can only have, especially the way that my conservatory worked. It was like, if this isn't your passion, go home. And so you spend four years just struggling to make sure everyone knows like, this is who you are. You have no other interest in doing anything else. That's why you're willing to struggle for this. And then I became less interesting because of that. Um, And I sat there with her and she asked like things that I'm interested in. And I said, well, I love taking pictures but I don't know anything about photography. And she encouraged me to take a class. And so I took like a five week course at my local um, photo photo store um, by myself. And I just obsessed and I started taking pictures of friends. And then um, one day I had saved enough money to buy my own light kit. And this actually was the first photo 
that I, uh, uh, one my friend, Britt, uh, was the first, she came over and I was like, I want to take a photo with my light kit. And that's how this project started. I asked her something personal and I said, can you share a secret that I can write on you? And she just wrote, I miss you. And, um, mm. then she shared it on social media and one thing led to the next and everyone was asking for, um, to participate in that experience. Wow. And I have to say a lot of models in this book, they look like they're in Hollywood. And I mean, they're, they're, yes. they're all so right. I'm just curious. And, and, but I mean, there's like, they're, they run the gamut from like just regular looking people, but some of them <laughs> look like I, some of them. I'm like, have I seen them on TV right. or have I seen them before? They look familiar. Probably. How did you get the folks? <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I came from an, um, a community of actors um, for, through college. And mm. then when I moved to LA, I was an actor. Those are my first friends. Um, and then I also went to a, uh, my college bred kids to go to Broadway. So I have about 50 people in the book who are actually on Broadway. Um, wow. And then, I also am a producer in Hollywood, so I produce television. And so the people that really heard about um, what I was doing were from that community. Um, my goal was to not have people in that community do it because I understand that everyone is kind of more conscious of, of their looks. But And I basically right. encouraged everyone who came to wear less makeup to really be the, their authentic selves, to not worry about the best shot. Um, so it was a challenge for those people, but I think in my next iteration of the book, the whole point is to like, I wanted to take pictures of people who volunteered and asked to be taken a photo of. And I want to reach everyone now to a point where now people in Ohio and people, you know, all kind, all kinds and ages of people will want to participate. And I think that it's really scary to like step forward and say, yeah, take my shirt off and write on me. It's not something, you know, my mom didn't want to do it. Like, you know, some of her friends wanted to do it, but at the same time, it's a courageous act. And I think when we see other people do something courageous, it makes us want to do it. So I think I just needed to put this book out and show people how not scary it is and how cathartic it can be and see what comes from there. Yeah, I would love to do it. So you'll have to let me know. Ah! Are you planning on doing more books? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to. I'm going to take a little break now that this came out. Putting out a book is a lot of work. And so, um, because mm -hmm. I have so many hobbies now, you know, coming of from someone course. who literally only had one, I started doing photography and then I went to cooking school and then I oh, became neat. a cook. And, um, and yeah. And then I got a job through that actually in production, um, cause of the people I was working for worked in production and, um, I've been producing ever since. So now I'm kind of just juggling a lot of things. Um, but this project is something that's so easy for me. Um, just to, when I invite people to my house and we end up talking we end up taking a picture. And so I'm continuing to collect the photos and post them on my Instagram. And, oh, um, we, you know, if there's a second book deal, I can kind of launch, a, hopefully do some traveling and, and take pictures outside of LA. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, some of the people looked really familiar. I just saw Wicked on Broadway and I'm like, are any of these people, <laughs> are any of them in, the, in Wicked? Oh, because I'm looking going, I swear I've seen some of these people before. It was amazing. My gosh. Wow. Um, that says you are safe here in the book. I think she was in Wicked, but I think she's now in MLA. Actually, there's at oh, okay. two in the book who were in Wicked at one point, but I don't think they were. They are in the current production. Yeah, this Wicked. was like two weeks ago. Oh, but that is so fun. There are some darn talented people in this book. Holy cow. Well, it is really, yeah. really fabulous. So, you know, I want before we go, I do want to shout out to our fantastic sponsor. Makes the show possible this month. Natural Vitality. 
you know, we're all stressed out. We, you know, some of us have occasional constipation, muscle fatigue from exercise, occasional sleeplessness. I don't know if you know this, but magnesium is nature's relaxing mineral. Magnesium is needed for hundreds of activities in the human body, which is why it is one of life's most vital minerals. So grab some natural calm. It supports healthy magnesium levels. It's highly absorb- absorbable. That's a hard word. Water soluble. Uh, Ionic formula. It's a multi-award winner, best-selling magnesium magnesium supplement in natural food stores nationwide. Natural Vitality's Calm. It is the anti-stress drink. So be sure to get some. It is really good tasting and it's so important for so many functions in our body. Again, naturalvitality.com. How do we find you, Adrian? You can find me on Instagram at my naked truth project. Um, and then online on the on the web at mynakedtruthproject.com. Um, those are the two probably most prevalent places you can find me, but I'm also on Facebook. And then you can find me. I also post a lot of inspirational stuff on my personal page on Instagram, which is A-D-E-F-I-N-K. Awesome. Well, you are fantastic. And I'm excited. I'm to follow you on Instagram. I paused. I was going to say, I actually deleted my apps from my phone. I do that every few months for maybe a few weeks just to kind of like, right. I just don't want to look at anything, (laughs) but now I want to look at you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, no, this is your excuse, but when you get back Uh, on, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be. All right. I'll be checking you out. Now, are you going to try to get back into acting or are you happy with the photography and the producing. Um, I'm really happy with photography and producing. And, and um, I hope that I I didn't like the idea of acting like, you know, as, as it needed to pay the bills, but I love hopping into things that friends are working on. And as I've worked in comedy, um, I've been grateful enough to be kind of thrown into pretty much everything that I've produced um, just to kind of help with the voiceover. um, You know, when you're on set, especially when I like to work, it's a family scenario. So everyone who's there has to pitch in. And, and so I love to, to kind of pitch in when I can. But um, maybe one day when I'm like very old and settled somewhere, I'll play like a grandma and plays at my local theater. That's my, that's my goal for that. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, you have been fantastic. Everybody check out Adrienne. Get her book, My Naked Truth. It is just wonderful. Adrienne Finkel. And you can check us out on Twitter at Health Media Gal One, just the number one, uh, at Andrea Donsky, at Naturally Savvy, and at your Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well. I want to thank our wonderful sponsor, Natural Vitality. Feeling everyday normal stress, occasional constipation, muscle fatigue from exercise, occasional sleeplessness. Well, magnesium is nature's relaxing mineral. Magnesium is needed for hundreds of activities in the human body which is why it's one of life's most vital minerals. Natural Calm supports your healthy magnesium levels. The highly absorbable water-soluble ionic formula is a multi-award winner and best-selling magnesium supplement in natural food stores nationwide. Natural Vitality's Calm is the anti-stress drink. I love it. I drink it every day. My husband uses it. It's fabulous. It tastes great. So check them out. Go to www.naturalvitality.com.